Yeah, that's. Uh, I'm excited for you to get down to a team. Me too. I'm leaning towards Michigan State, but we'll see. Every sports fan has an opinion. Well, these are ours. Ours. Welcome to Brock and Pep's unsportsmanlike convo. And here are your hosts, Brock Fleming and Pep Cariotti. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. September 21st, 2021. Uh, September's going by quick. My hat feels a little crooked, but it's that. The angle of the camera is driving me nuts. I get a new camera on Friday. It'll be head on. It'll have the zoom. <laughs> it'll be a little bit better. Anyway, yada, yada. September's flying by. Yeah. 21st. The right? 21st. But hey, we are into football season, full-fledged. Um, my favorite time of year, my favorite season of the year, the fall is definitely, um, the one I live for, for sports, for, um, you know, the different clothing you can wear, the golf, different sports you can do. And it doesn't smell like melting dog poop all over the place, which is what (laughs) spring brings. Uh, so for me, fall is it. And we are right in the midst of fall. Yeah. Hockey, baseball, basketball, football, all coming up soon. Everything. Um, so we are going to uh, make the intro quick. Uh, I do want to take a minute um, to send mm-hmm. our sympathies uh, to the Gigi community. Uh, so yeah. I was fortunate enough to play for a couple of years with the Gigi's. I have a fond uh, fondness for uh, that school and that organization. Um, you know, it allowed me to sort of find my love for football. But uh, over this weekend, they had their first game against the University of Toronto. And uh, unfortunately, after the game, uh, one of their players, Francis Perron, uh, passed away. Um, he was 25 years old, a defensive lineman from, the, from Sherbrooke is where he grew up and where he's from. Uh, a leader on the team, uh, a friend to many, a scholar athlete. Um, you know, the list goes on for the character attributes for this young man and... Um, Unfortunately, he uh, he he passed away after the game. Um, <clears throat> you know, I uh, I was in touch with some of the uh, the people I know, the coaching staff and stuff, that, and players, and reaching out to them if I can provide anything. Um, I know, uh, you know, it's just a, it's a tough time, and uh, we'll find out more as to reasons and cause of death, but. Um, our thoughts and, and prayers go out to uh, the whole Gigi community and, and him and his family. Yeah, I can't might add too much more to that. Uh, that's a sad story. And uh, young man, eh? Any, anytime it's a young person of any, uh, any, you know, football, basketball, or anything, really, it just it's just sad to see. So, yeah, very. Um, moving on from. Uh, moving on, I, this doesn't even sound right, but changing yeah. the topic to something a little bit more um, happy, I guess. Uh, shout out to my nephew and uh, Curtis, our uh, fact checker's son, who scored his first touchdown last weekend in uh, his football, his very young football career, something that uh, I never really had the chance to do. I did it in touch and flag and scored a bunch of touchdowns there, but Never in a tackle football setting. Even though I played receiver, it was just we didn't have those opportunities, uh, yada, yada. Anyway, it just never happened. Uh, so he's got a leg up on me already. Pounded the ball in. They, they smoked the Myers Riders this weekend. Hurt his shoulder a little bit, but they had a, a bye weekend. This one that just passed, and now they're yeah. getting ready to face the uh, Nepean Eagles this weekend. Did anyway, he run it in? Run it in or catch it? He ran it in. And Atta I will boy. get the video from Curtis because you can hear Curtis's cheer. And that will yeah. definitely be a soundbite that I'll have on this board that we can access uh, in the future. That's awesome. Um, also, uh, really quickly, uh, this is, I don't know if you're aware of this or not, but this is the inaugural Philemon Falcons football team. Now, it's a little hard to see on the screen right now, but if I was to zoom in on an individual. I have a feeling you're going to. This guy. Look, look at that, that handsome devil. What a beauty! <laughs> anyway, that's that uh, that's uh, that's Papa Rob, way that's back in Rob. the day with uh, the meat chops there going oh, and the pork uh, chops. Uh, hey, styles that's... were different back then. Anyway, 
He looks great. He found that picture and then sent it off to Curse and I, and I was dying. Very cool. Uh, okay, awesome. let's let's move on. We're getting into NFL week uh, two. Oh, I got it. Damn, I'm waiting oh, for Mike in the back. Mike's <laughs> shout out to producer Mike. He's got he's got baseball playoffs. So hopefully they do well. Uh, so best of wishes to the Dukes uh, baseball team here in the uh, Ottawa National Capital Baseball League. I think is what it's called. Yeah. Anyway, Dukes, great great group of guys. Anyway, Mike's playing tonight. So as we're waiting for the NFL team to come in, it's not him. It's me. I got to do it. Right on. Okay. We recognized that pretty quickly, though. We made eye contact and you, oh, you yeah. cut it, it quick. Was the, That's awesome. It felt like awesome. a lot longer. Hey, uh, speaking of awesome, it was a fun week in football. Uh, there were a couple of really wild games. Uh, you know, the namely, I'll start with the, the uh, Cards and, and Vikings. I thought the Vikings, after losing on the road to uh, Cincinnati, came back and played really good football against uh, a Cards team for their home opener, ruckus crowd. Uh, they were a field goal away, and the guy just missed a chip shot, really. Um, and that dates back to Gary Anderson missing the field goal when, they have, when the Vikings were 15-1 and one with Randy Moss as, as a rookie. And then we saw Blair Walsh a few years ago, Shank won. Yeah. I think they're just snake bit. But the Minnesota was one of the teams I thought that would bounce back this year. They're 0-2, so there's trouble there. Uh, the cards look good. Are, are you, you're not surprised with the cards, though, right? You, you, you have them as a team that's uh, going to compete. Yeah, I think, I mean, just on paper and the additions they have and some of the uh, the talent. AJ Green. Uh, AJ Green. Like, we're talking AJ Green as being a, a secondary receiver. Uh, I think we're getting into the Jays later, but uh, I believe the game is on. And so my mug just went off. Hopefully that's indicative. That means of they scored? Lead up. That's correct. Okay. Um, yeah, no, I think the Cardinals are, I think Kyler Murray is a guy who's going to take leaps and bounds this year. And, you know, in game two, he really went out and, and showed what he can do, but he's got a, a good arsenal of, of weapons out there. And the fact that AJ Green is your secondary or maybe even third, depending on, you know, the, the formations you have just goes to show what, uh, what kind of talent they have. And I think again, JJ Watt being older, that's fine, but I think he brings a new enthusiasm and a new, sure. um, renewed life to, uh, to the Cardinals. And I don't know. I, I like them. I like the like, I division. Agree. I think it's good. I agree. And I think, uh, you know, if you're a Minnesota fan and we have some Minnesota fans on our show page, I, uh, you know, you're, you're 0-2, but thankfully in that division, I don't think anybody is 2-0. and So um, you're, you're, it's early, hang in there. They look good against a tough cards team. So that was a good game. The other the other really entertaining game, and I say entertaining, I think it went into overtime, was uh, I thought the Titans and, and Seahawks really uh, showed up, played really well. Uh, they finally fed the ball to Derrick Henry, and oh boy, did he run roughshod over everybody. That guy's a monster. His second half was as good as anyone's. Like he just right? really said, you know what? I mean, th- this is a team that was down 14 points. When you're down 14 points, you throw on the, the ball. road on the road, but you got to throw the ball to catch up. Nope. You say, you know what? We're going to go back to what we're good at and really hammer it down. And that's what he did. He's just a, a man among boys. Like it's, it's yeah. impressive. Yeah. And Seattle, their front four didn't, didn't have any answers. Uh, you know, and yet you could tell the Titans wanted to make a statement after a sort of a poor showing last week, they ran the ball really well i think the titans are that's a good complete team they're a little weak in the secondary but uh, again that's now that's a team that's one and one um you know we were talked about last week about the, a handful of teams potentially going zero and two the bills and, and miami i thought that was an interesting game on paper it turned out to be a real stinker we got Tua uh down for the count with uh, bruised ribs i don't think any be broken either. no i don't but think uh, ne- x-rays were negative uh, pretty impressive win for the Bills, uh, you know, 35-0 to zero on the road again. You know, uh, that was a pretty impressive win. Yeah. Uh, hey, they needed to bounce back in a strong way. And I think you were you hit the nail on the head when you said, you know what, if you go down 0-2 and you lose to the Steelers game one and kind of like start feeling sorry for yourself and then my, you go into Miami and lose there, th- this is a whole new season. And that would have been – you know, I would have been right on board with you saying, you know what, like Josh Allen is not ready for that. And again, I've, I still have my 
my speculations on, on him and what it's going to be like. And, and, you know, I haven't quite gotten over that, that edge. Um, but I mean, they came out and they played really well and the dolphins are not a bad team. You lose a, nope. a, a guy like Tua that's going to affect you regardless, uh, from an offensive, um, sch- schematics, if nothing else. Um, but Again, they'll bounce back if he's if he can come back, but uh, they still beat a pretty good Dolphins team. So yeah, yep, for the Bills. on the road, no less too. Smoked I, them. I, you know, we talked about again last week. We brought we talked a lot about NFL, but we talked about how I personally didn't. Inv- I don't invest a ton in Week One. Like Week One is. It's the like fourth preseason. preseason, right? Yeah, yeah, it really is. And the, the first team units haven't really played a lot together. Defense is one thing, but offensively, you know, you start to see the teams really ramp up around Week Three. I'm gonna. I'm still gonna categorize week two as this feel out process. So, uh, if you're a Miami fan, I wouldn't invest too much in that game. It was just a stinker against a tough Bills team that really had had to win that game. I know it's early to say had to win, but I mean they had to win. So um, that was a good game. Bills came out. You know, you mentioned uh, Josh Allen still. Uh, you know, proving himself. He made a couple of throws that worked out in their favor. But you know, when they're playing a really good team, like he threw a couple of balls. You know, uh, opposite direction, fading away. Uh, Diggs was wide open, but I mean, those are da- those are passes that could get picked off against a, a really good secondary. So, you know, I mean, I'm with he's you been, there. Yeah, he's done that even on last year, which was you know his best season, and it paid off by two hundred some million, whatever it happens to be. But crazy, he's still making those those throws. That's just yep. something they gotta fix. Well, time to talk about the Raiders and uh, Steelers and. Uh, Nobody picked the Raiders to win. Um, I certainly didn't. I had the Steelers as my lock of the week, and I apologize. Uh, but some of that's on. Yeah, some of that. Look, I, I deserve it. You got to horn yourself, too. Give yourself a. No. Oh. <laughs> Wrong horn, oh, man. Sorry. Come on. It's a buzzer. But, um, I, yeah, yes. You know, I'm going to take the Steelers every week as, the, as a lock because that's just my team. I will be realistic. The Steelers were decimated. Prior to the game, they announced Joe Hayden couldn't play. They announced Devin Bush was out. TJ Watt pulled his groin uh, in the first quarter. He didn't play the rest of the game. Um, more interesting with the Steelers is their their wide receiving core. They're way overrated. And I was saying that last year. They're overrated. Deontay Johnson uh, doesn't finish his routes. But you know what he does? He makes one or two good plays a game to um, give everybody a sense of confidence that, hey, this is your number one guy. But he does too many things wrong more than he does right. And you look at their offense, they're supposed to be a skilled for, um, unit at the uh, on the offensive end when it comes to their wide receivers, and they're really not. Like, Chase Claypool is not polished at all. I don't think he handles those one-on-one, that those 50-50 jump balls very well. I think he actually doesn't use his body well when he when he leaps for the ball. He gets himself out of control. I don't know what your thought on Claypool is when it comes to 50-50 balls, but am I just seeing things from, uh, like, you know, tinted glasses here, or, or am I right? Well, generally speaking, yes, you are, because uh, that's what happens with a Steeler fan. But, <laughs> I mean, Claypool is just a little immature at this point, and that, yes. that's physically and mentally um, yes. where he needs to be. And I think that... I think he'll be fine. Honestly, I think he'll be fine. Not at this point. No. Uh, Does he have the potential to be a number one? Yes. Receiving cores are also determined by the relationship and and the quarterback you have at the helm who's going to be throwing the ball to you. Like, quarterbacks make or break receivers for a good chunk of it. There's not – we had that argument. Can you be a Hall of Fame receiver without having – quarterbacks get you the ball. I think Megatron might be the only guy that, Mm. um, and even then Stafford is proving to be somebody who, you know, could very well, you know, work his way in depending on how many years. But Mm. um, otherwise you need guys to be able to feed you that ball. Otherwise you're just a guy running routes. I think he has the ability to be a number one, but it's not going to be within the next year or two. I'd have to agree. And I think, you know, Pittsburgh, I mean, Ben's arm looks fine. You know, he was putting the ball where it had to be. Johnson led the league in drops last year. Ebron led the league in uh, drops for uh, for a tight end. He dropped one early in the game. I don't think he saw another pass. So they're, they're at their wit's end, I think, with Ebron, and they're going to be at their wit's end with Deontay Johnson uh, very soon. I got to give Juju a little bit of credit. He's he's the 
prototype slot receiver. I mean, he, he, I think he had seven or eight catches for, you know, they, well, not a lot of yardage, but tough catches up the middle. He doesn't short arm anything. And I think he gets a little bit of a bad rap because of his TikTok crap and all that. And I'm, I don't like it myself either, but that's just him. Um, but their receiving core is super overrated. And I think that's going to be their Achilles heel as crazy as that sounds offensively. I think it's going to be that, that causes them to not take that next step with big Ben. And you know what, this could be a, a, a 500 team for big Ben's last year. And that's my, and that's coming from a Steeler fan. And I hope I'm wrong. I hope he deserves, he de- certainly deserves a better finish, but what this is right now for everybody listening, this is Pierre doing the reverse Pierre jinx on his own team. Okay. There is <laughs> zero a, chance real. that he actually believes that the Steelers <laughs> are going to go a 500 team. He is saying this because he wants to reverse jinx it because he is, he's got the, the finger that turns everything it's crazy, anyway, people. It's uh, so bizarre. Ben Roethlisberger's got a pectoral issue too, eh? So we got to watch that. I just that. saw that. That's, uh, that's going to be tough for throwing if that happens to be on that side. Let's give a little love to the Raiders, though. I mean, uh, uh, Carr had a really great game. I don't care who's out there. It's next man up, right? I don't care. There's no excuses for Pittsburgh. Everybody was uh, it's next man up. But Carr had a great game. I think he threw for 380 yards. Uh, Henry Ruggs had a Henry great Ruggs long had ball. a great game. Henry yeah. Ruggs, that's where Henry Ruggs is, was expected to fit in when he first did. That's why they drafted him because he's a speedster. Little play and, action. You know, now if he's getting a bit of rapport and he's stretching the defense and he's able to come down with these balls, like he's going to be dangerous. Uh, that team. You know, I didn't realize, I mean, I, we know we know about Waller. I really like Renfro a lot. I think he he's a good receiver. And uh, they have also a uh, their, their second tight end, um, Moreau or Morneau? Moreau? Moreau? It's a French, uh, yeah, M-O-R-E-A-U. Okay. He, he's um, super talented. He made a couple of great catches, a good blocker, big guy. I mean, they cut some pieces, man. That's not a. That's a team that's going to be when Josh Jacobs comes back healthy. That's a. That's a team, man. That's they're two and zero for a reason. I want to find out whatever happened with the Raiders. They did a. Uh, they, they submitted a complaint to the league with video on the abuse that Hunter Renfro was taking on every play. And if you see some of the video, I saw one play that they had one of the clips, and he went up, did like an out, and he kind of like lazy up because the play was already on the other side. It was over, and the Ravens shot. destroyed him. The guy came over mm-hmm. and just like pummeled him into the ground right in front of the Ravens bench, no call, nothing. And if that was multiple times throughout the game, like there's no need for that. And I hope that there's some sort of disciplinary action that comes down for it because I mean, that's just picking on a little white receiver is what they're trying to do. But well, if you are a Raiders fan, you just, you just went in and beat the North's best teams. No offense to the Browns, but it's been the Ravens and the Steelers for the last decade more for the last 20 years. You just came in and you beat the Steelers on the road after beating the Ravens in that slobber knocker. Uh, that's a pretty impressive. Broncos, 2-0. and Right. Teddy Two Gloves. Who was calling them Teddy Two Gloves? Oh, these guys on TSN. And I, I'm not, we're, we're on live radio, so I'm not going to disrespect any of our uh, uh, peers, I guess we can call them. <laughs> sure. They don't call <laughs> us peers. peers. Whatever. Right. Hey, I got but headphones and a mic. Okay. peers. <laughs> However... Uh, it was Davis Sanchez, or no, Jabari Greer was calling them Teddy Two Gloves because he wears the two gloves uh, to, to play quarterback. But he's he's putting up big numbers. He's controlling the offense. They already had the pieces. They have the talent all over the field in Denver. They just didn't have the QB the last couple of years, and they lost a lot of close games. They're 2-0 now. Now, mind you, they've beaten Jacksonville and uh, the Giants. Um, 2-0 is 2-0. And in that, conf- in that division now, they are uh, 2-0 with the Raiders while the Chiefs and the Chargers sit at 1-1. That's going to be a tough division. Well, it's going to be tougher than we expected it to be. I was just trying to find out. Did Bridgewater get hurt? No, eh? Nope. Okay. All and right. Tyrod Taylor got hurt. Oh, yeah, yeah. Tyrod. Yeah. But uh, I, I, Broncos are impressive. They run the ball well, right? And they have some receivers now, and they got a good tight end, and that offensive and line. Judy's still hurt. For years. Jerry Judy's still off on the uh, on the shelf. So when he comes so they're back. they're doing this without Judy. They're doing it with Judy. That's Cortland Sutton has picked up a bit of the slack, but you get now Sutton and Judy with Melvin Gordon in the backfield, who seems to be, you know, got a bit of a spunk in his step there. Yeah, sure. Hey. And no offense, a good, uh, a good tight end. Very That's good. a good team there. It's a yep. good team. We'll see what happens. They got Bradley Chubb coming back. Supposed to come back at some point this season. We'll see what he, what he does, but that's going to help Von Miller and the rest of that defense. So good for the Broncos. Um, 
I watched the I watched Atlanta beat themselves on uh, on Sunday, and I know they were playing Tampa, and Tampa should win, and Tampa's a better team, but Atlanta just beat themselves. They they literally are like in their own mind. It's it's over. Uh, Matt Ryan has to go retire. They have to change the team logo. They have to change it. They're cursed. It was twenty eight to twenty five. It should have been 28 to 25 for Atlanta. They turned the ball over like crazy. I think he threw three pick sixes, two to the same guy. Um, so they're just, they're in their own head. Uh, the game ended up finishing like 48 to 20 something. It wasn't, it wasn't very close. Um, what's up with Atlanta? Are they that bad? Yeah, I think they are. That's uh, Ridley's a good receiver. They've got, they've got some Ridley's talent. a good they've receiver. Pitts. You know, Pitts is in there now. Um, Gage was Davis. supposed to be the up and comer within the receiving core. I mean, you lose Julio Jones, that's a big piece of your pie right away. So, having a guy like Julio out there makes everybody else's life easier. He's not there anymore. Is Ridley the number one guy? Is he big enough? And you know, can he make those plays? Doesn't seem to be. Is Matt Ryan, you know, I don't know, too picky on where he's throwing or is he not getting the protection? I don't know. Everything yes, you just said so about watching Atlanta beat themselves, yeah, we all did. Hundreds of millions of people did that two years ago, whatever it was, in the Super Bowl. <laughs> like, it was the most painful thing ever. That just seems to be what... It really what... was. Anyway. It really was. I thought, you know, the uniform change and maybe, a, uh, you know, after Dan Quinn left, uh, you know, new new face, new philosophy. No, they've actually gotten worse. And uh, there's talent there. So, uh, again, another team that it's not like we're dealing with the Jets here. There's talent in Atlanta. They just can't put it together. And I, I would have to highlight their offensive line. They had so many miscues. Uh, you know, guys were coming free shot at, at uh, Ryan. And he, he had to force a couple of passes, which led to the pick sixes. So, you, I mean, how many times have you and I said it, it all starts up front? And, you know, if you don't have an offensive line, let's, have, let's, let's talk about it. my next game was, you know, the Bears and Bengals. The Bears' defense just, you know, uh, overwhelmed Joe Burrow. He made it made him look very pedestrian. And the Bears beat the Bengals. And, you know, the Bengals coming off a big win against Minnesota, their chance to go 2-0 and in that really tough AFC North. And, uh, you know, no offensive line play equals what we see. The Bears hung in, hung in. It was 17-14, 17-17. Next thing you know, boom, you win the game 20-17 to with your backup QB. Is there, your future. is there a chance? Is there a chance Fields plays this week? If Dalton's healthy? If Dalton's healthy, no. I mean, the coach already went into the locker room and made it clear. Dalton is our starting quarterback when he's healthy. Now, the problem is, is he going to be healthy? There there may be a lot of people in the locker room hoping he's not. You know? Take another week, bud. Like, let's see what happens. I think it was a a bit of a situation where, you know, Dalton wanted to maybe stick it to his old team, and he he, he came out firing. He came out playing. He played really well. Um, But so so did Fields. And they love Fields, eh? The word out of Chicago is they absolutely love this kid. So uh, I mean, Fields was what six for thirteen for sixty yards, an interception, sacked twice. Dalton nine for eleven, fifty six, one passing touchdown. Like they like they weren't super impressive. No. Fields ran ten times for thirty one. You know what I mean? Like those. That's where I see him added element. Yeah, exactly. Bringing that extra element to it. That's where his game's going to be. Not straight Lamar Jackson, but he has that ability to really move the chains with his feet. And that's yep. why I picked him up in our dynasty league and sat him in my taxi squad for a year or two while he develops. But I think he has the potential of bringing, uh, I don't know, that kind of hard nose, the Jim McMahon sort of, Quarterback mm. back to the Bears. You know what I mean? Like a guy it. who, you know, shouldn't get injured very often. It feels like he plays through injuries. I've seen him do that in bowl games and, and during the playoffs and stuff too where he's taken monster shots and probably should, for all intents and purposes, be gone from the game. But he plays through it and played very well. And I think that that sort of character in him is going to win over a lot of fans of the Bears. Yeah, and, I mean, the Bears have been just, you know, desperate for uh, a signal caller to just call their own and, uh, and, and roll with, you know, Jay Cutler was the one guy and then they bring in, you know, Trubisky that didn't work out. So uh, this next game, I mean, Brock, the Carolina Panthers are two and O and they look pretty good doing it as well. And uh, your boy, Sam Darnold looks like he's refreshed. You called it. You said, Hey, new, new scenery for this kid. Um, You know, you're playing for a bad organization in New York. It didn't work out. 
is it the kid or is it the organization? And after two games, looks like the kid's all right, and looks like the organization failed him in New York. Uh, did you watch any of that game, or did you see any of the highlights, and are, are you surprised by Darnold's uh, success? I didn't watch the game. Um, I only saw brief highlights, so nothing major. It wasn't a game that like stood out that I needed to go watch the highlights either. But uh, no, I'm not. I'm not surprised with Darnold. Darnold, you know, at USC had really good, like, ability, just raw ability. He had great arm strength. You know, he was making good reads. Like he was coming out of college, was a good quarterback. New York sucks the life right out of you. <laughs> you know what I mean, and if oh, you yeah. don't, and if you don't understand, go watch the highlights of their game this week and look at Zach Wilson on the bench. You could see his soul leaving his body, <laughs> so he's going to go through a lot of the same stuff. He's got a lot of ability, but I think New York's going to suck that out of him, and that's what happened with Darnold. Now he's got a refresh spot. You're in Carolina. You're you know the weather's a little bit nicer. You got some actual weapons. You have an organization that has had some success over the last little while they're always competitive always the record the record doesn't indicate it always sometimes but they're always in games they never get blown out they play good solid defense and uh, they know what they're doing over there they have one of the best players in the league in in uh, christian mccaffrey and you say okay let's let's see what happens and he's putting the ball where he needs to be i mean he went uh, what 300 yards 300 yards two touchdowns one pick like darnold doesn't do that in new york no I mean, nobody no, does it in New York. <laughs> Let's be honest. Uh, you know, I, I'd even have to differentiate, like, New York Jets specifically. I mean, like, the Giants have had on and off success over the years. Uh, I, I think that's a, more, a little bit more of a stable organization. It's got a hit more of a, a longer history of success. Sorry, Jets fans, but I'm not dating you back to Joe Namath to look for success. You've been a 30 years of misery. There was a couple of years of Parcells there and Testaverde, but, I mean, really, apart from that, it's been a long, long time before the since the Jets have been any kind of good. So who's the Let's Giant fan that just came to your mind where I was saying New York, New York? You're like, oh, somebody's <laughs> going to be pissed, so I better make sure There's that they know it's the guys, Jets. Right? Okay. Johnny Rin, Narissa, okay. um, you know my buddy Glenn Brown. Uh, there's a lot of Giants fans. Uh, more, more than I th- I've ever, more than I thought. But just, just shout out to them. All they're, right, they're all hanging right. tough. I used to be a Giants fan as a kid. I used to love uh, Taylor and Sims and the way they played football in Parcells and. Anyway, uh, let's move on to the Jets, who I thought this was going to be, I thought this was a trap game for New England. I thought, okay, they're going to come in. New England's coming off a loss. The Jets are at home. They really have nothing to lose. No one expects them to win. They look just, Belichick was Belichick, man. He just threw every kind of look at um, poor Zach Wilson. And my God, what a terrible, terrible, he had four interceptions. He didn't look any kind of anything. I mean, they asked him after the game, were you seeing ghosts? And he said, no. Um, yeah, you were. Yeah, you were just throwing the ball up to nowheresville and, and hoping for something. We got a comment? Oh, we got a comment. It said, GG's and Expo hats just got a chubby. No, no name associated Hello. with it. I think we can figure out maybe who that might have been. But uh, you can take a wild guess. I don't know. I, I, I'm drawing a blank. But Expo's cap, there's a reason I'm wearing this. This is to jinx the Tampa Bay Rays tonight, um, only because they might move here one day. To okay. Montreal, I'm wearing this because uh, we got to put a hex. It's, Toronto has a hard time beating Tampa in Tampa, so uh, I'm pulling out all the stops tonight. Well, yeah, I'm wearing the GG one for obvious reasons. If you turn into the yeah. game show, no doubt. Um, so Zach Wilson, are are you surprised by how awful he's looked? Uh, no, no. The New York Jets, Jets. We'll make it clear. <laughs> I just don't think they're an organization that is ready to bring in a talent like Zach Wilson and foster him the way he needs to be fostered and, and work him into it. The Jets always feel to me like the Sens did uh, when they brought in Alexandre Daigle. And you're like, okay, this kid has a lot of talent, but he was just in a situation that he could not win. And he wasn't able to be groomed properly and all that kind of stuff where – I think if he had gone to a better organization, a more uh, secure organization where he wasn't leaned on to save the franchise, I think he probably mm-hmm. has a longer career, a very successful one, and you know, and flourishes. And I feel the Jets are in that situation right now, and they just don't bring enough to the table for people who are getting drafted and have a lot of talent to go there and, and really show what they can do. Yeah. 
I'm not ready to uh, anoint like Mac Jones as the best QB out of this class. I know that I've been reading some articles about, you know, hey, uh, should have been Mac Jones gone number one or number two, and Zach Wilson should have been the sixth quarterback picked or something crazy. I- I'm not ready to go there yet. Uh, but I'm going to give him a couple more weeks to see what they see what he could do, see if he can show some improvement. But uh, it's going to be tough in in New York. You know who's not saying that Mac Jones should have went first or second? Mac Jones. <laughs> he is That's perfectly true. happy being yeah. at 15 with the New England Patriots yeah. and that the system and that coach. He will. He's going to a, a system that he will that will make him successful. Yeah. That's the difference. Yeah. You go to the Jets to try and save a franchise. You go to those kind of franchises like the Patriots, and they, yep. you, become one of them. Like it's anyway. They he's gonna will. Be the Patriots will get better, uh, and if they're in a if they're in a like a six and two, seven and three type of uh, uh, record by midseason, they're not shy to go and bring in somebody. And if they, I mean, if if you look at their roster, maybe wide receiver seems to be the one spot where they could probably improve. Um, you know they'll go out and get somebody. Uh, they'll get somebody disgruntled from another team, or they'll pick up somebody off the. Uh, the f- That's what they do. So you know, we'll see what happens there. San Francisco 49ers, They're two and zero. They beat the Eagles on the road. An impressive win, if you ask me. I mean, Philadelphia pl- played well week one against Atlanta, of course. But you know, the Niners. Uh, this is a team that a lot of people were picking to uh, return to the Super Bowl preseason. Looked pretty good. Run the ball well, uh, play really good defense. It was 17-11 was the final score, so it was a defensive game. Uh, the week prior, they put up 40, so they're showing you they could beat you in different ways. I like them. I like the Niners. A lot of injuries there. I just don't know how that's going to play out in the long run. Sure. Like these like tight games like that, their defense is good, but if they get teams that can put up you know, 21, 28 points on them, you know, are they yep. built to sort of come back there? They're they're built for the let's establish a run. We're going to control the game tempo. Yeah, we got multiple yep. running backs that are come in, so it's always going to be fresh. Our O line's really good. Our defense is pretty good, but now we have yep. two, three of our starting running backs. Our stable is hurt. Some of them are up for the year with most certain stuff. You know what's that going to be? You know, and then is there? You know, they lose a couple. Is there going to be pressure now? Is it going to be Garoppolo's team, or should they flip to Trey Lance? Yada yada, like. I don't know. There's a long season to go. This is a great win in Philly. I think yep. Philly's a, a pretty decent team as well. But, um, you know, it, it, time will tell from an injury standpoint with the Niners. Yep. Yep. And, like, uh, you know, again, take what I say with a grain of salt. It's only week two. So my uh, my enthusiasm for any team is just really based on what I've seen. But, uh, you know, it's it's early. Uh, the Rams beat the Colts. They're 2-0 and now. Uh, impressive win on the road in Indy. Uh, Indy's in trouble, man. Uh, Carson Wentz sprained both his ankles. Both his I mean, ankles. That is, uh, it's crazy. Uh, that poor guy is just uh, injury injury stricken. Um, so the Colts are in trouble at the QB position. Uh, Rams, you called it. I mean, this is uh, Stafford's opportunity to show what he can do, and he's showing him. He's showing him. I got a little talent. Look what I can do. You got a lot of talent there. But, he's, yeah. I mean, 278, you know, pretty good. He loves Cooper Cup. No surprise there. That's a there. good defense in Indy. You're putting up 278 on a good defense. Very good defense. From an, on so, the AFC, they, they're right up there, top five probably. Yep, fast. Uh, but, uh, they make plays. Yeah, the, he's spreading the ball around too. I mean, Cup is one of those guys that he just goes to, so he had nine. But other than that, I mean, even from running, they had some injuries on their running backs too, right? So Cam Akers right away in the beginning of the season was out, and he was a stud. Yeah. And you say, okay, you know, Henderson, you know, they picked up Sony Michelle, you know, and then they're running with a couple other guys where they're giving the ball to, to Robert Woods and stuff like that. But like, this is a, a potent offense that can move the ball. And, and I'm really happy to see Stafford get into a situation like that. Yeah. Yeah, me too. And I, you know what I like about the Rams is that if they can run the ball, get 50 to 75 yards on it, on any amount of carries, if they can get between 50 and 75 yards a game, That'll do just enough to keep the defenses honest and and to open up for those receivers. And I think, you know, I, again, I can date, I can just scale it back to what Pittsburgh doesn't do is, uh, Najee Harris only had 33 yards on the on the ground. It's not enough to keep the defenses honest. And these teams are fading back on these pass uh, on these passing plays. I think the Rams are doing it doing it right, and uh, it's a good little team there, and they're well coached. No, 33 yards for Najee Harris is not enough. For my fantasy league, let's go. 
<laughs> he did have a hell of a stiff arm, though. I'm not sure if you saw that one on a- on Abrams, the the Raider safety. Did you see that stiff arm? I don't think I did. But if he stiff arm the- Abrams, that's a pretty decent. Uh- yeah. Oh, maybe I did a- actually. It was a lot like what Derrick Henry had do- did. It was just or what uh, Marshawn Lynch did too. It, you know, <laughs> no. just pushed a guy right to the ground. No, anyway, so Derrick um- Henry. It's the one where he. <laughs> it was. Uh, uh, what was the sa- uh, the safety for the Ravens? I think it was. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. what uh, that's what Najee did. Where he's he was talking all the smack, like nobody wants yeah. to tackle him. I'm not afraid. And then he <laughs> he stiff darned him so just, hard that he turned into a lead blocker. Oh yeah, he held him just to push him around. <laughs> and it's just like he just like got flipped around. And he took his own player out. So anyway, good. I love big backs. It's great. Um, Cowboys Chargers. That was a good game. I thought it was entertaining. It was a little score. It was a really it was penalty filled and a lot of mistakes, a lot of interceptions. But Cowboys on the road. Beat a good Chargers team. That's a good win for them. It was the most entertaining game of the weekend for me. Greg the leg kicked a what a fifty six yarder to win it or something like that after uh, having a tough week the, the week before. Um, so happy for Greg Zerline, good kicker for the Cowboys, and uh, congratulations, Scotty. I am not a Cowboys fan, but I'm happy for Scott and the cat. I'm happy for my brother. Curtis had a big bet on a six you know, way, and he was uh, if it was, he had to get through the Cowboys just to get it, and then he had the offer of whatever it was seven um, eight hundred bucks or something. So good for him. Makes it interesting. Pack beat, pack beat the Lions last night. Nah, it was it was the Lions were up seventeen fourteen and a half, and then didn't score another point the rest of the game. It's thirty five seventeen final score. Uh, just Lions, just doing Lions things, man. It's, there's some talent there, but they there don't is. have enough there's on the a, defensive end. Yeah, I mean, I wasn't, I wasn't super impressed with Green Bay either. Like I kind of thought that they were going to come out and really, you know turn it on and and put a big aerial show out there and uh, that first half was a little bit iffy they got you know a couple of timely stops you know uh, mm. an interception that was you know questionable throw by Goff um that allowed them to cover the spread you know I bet on them so I was you know are they going to cover 11 and a half and I think they're lucky to be to to have walked out of there covering that spread um yeah. I think I think Detroit is still not too bad. Like, I think they're pretty close. Their offensive line, like, man, I was watching Sewell a lot. And uh, the kid's 20 years old, and he's mm-hmm. phenomenal. Mm-hmm. And by mm-hmm. phenomenal, I mean, like, yes, there are areas in his game he's got to change. Uh, not he's change, 20. but improve. But he's 20. Yeah. Again, it blows my mind. Mm-hmm. And he's going against the Smith brothers or whatever it is. And and you know what I mean? Those, uh, those ends yeah. that are paid $60 million. And he's... Anyway, he's still he's he's going to be really really good. I think their offensive line is going to be one of the best offensive lines. So I think they're finally going to start to figure out a run game soon. But yep. I, I don't know. I like what I like the way they're going. I like Goff's attitude too to being in Detroit. So I'm a big fan of Goff. I thought Goff got a bad rap out of this deal, and he's coming to a team that's not as talented. And uh, we'll see what happens. I, I'm not sold on the Lions back end, but uh, I, I do like uh, what you said about their offensive line. <laughs> their offensive line. Um, the Packers, I mean, they just committed to the run. I think that was the biggest difference they made the, this week is they just ran the ball, uh, committed to the run early with Aaron Jones, and uh, he looked good. Yeah, and uh, he looked really just good. an update, they found his necklace. So he I had lost that. a necklace with his father's ashes in it that fell out in yeah. the end zone, I guess, uh, and has been found and returned or whatever. So, uh, Browns and Texans, it was kind of a slow-moving game. I mean, it was at one point the Texans were up, and I'm like, oh, this is, you know, and Tyrod Taylor got hurt, and uh, the Browns ended up winning 31-21. I don't know how impressive that is, but there was one play in that in that game that I'll, I just want to mention. Uh, I posted on our show page. So Texans, it's third and 15. The Texans, uh, make it was a slant pattern. I think Brandon Cooks caught it, gained 13 yards. So it's fourth and two. Browns jump off sides. So Texans have a choice. They can either go fourth and two midfield at 7-7 at this point or uh, have another chance at third and 10 instead of third and 15. Their coach, David Culley, declines the penalty. So it's fourth and two. You automatically assume at fourth and two, he wants to go for it then. They're close to midfield. Sends the punt team out. Makes sense. Post game, they asked him about it. Clearly, Kevin Stefanski was like, "What is going on here?" And he kind of fumbled his answer. And he, I, I mean, he he tr- he was trying to go in the direction of like, "Well, we just wanted to change field position. We wanted to play the field position game, and uh, we we wanted to punt it, pin him deep, and hold him. And we didn't hold him." 
why wouldn't you go for it on third and 10? Why wouldn't you give your, your offense another chance uh, at third and 10? Fourth and two, okay, I get you on a punt fourth and two. That's a tough Browns defense. I get that. But you have a chance to go third and 10 in, instead of fourth and two. Like what is that just a brain fart? Is this just yep. a mid game? I look, I just I just lost track of time and everything. Is that what he did? What he did was actually it was his way of epitomizing this team in <laughs> one play. Say this is what our season's gonna be like, and we're gonna decline another opportunity, and we're just gonna punt. I I don't want nothing any- to do with this ball. We're punting it. Uh, they're one and oh, and it's seven seven. Like, just anyway, I just that's the craziest thing I've seen in football in a long time when it comes to making bad calls as a coach. I saw Mike Tomlin's made a couple of questionable punt calls uh, when they could when they've had momentum, but this one just doesn't make any sense to me. But he made a couple anyway. of questionable calls just standing on the field when guys are running this thing back too. <laughs> let's be honest. Anyway, hey. Hey. <laughs> he missed the tackle, by the way. <laughs> yeah. Whoop. If you're gonna if you're gonna trip somebody, trip him. Uh, Baltimore. Speaking of the team that he almost tripped, Baltimore beat KC. I, that was a good game. That was a fun game to watch. That was a good game. I wish I had stayed up for the whole thing. Um, but man, Lamar Jackson. I was baby. listening to people before on the fantasy radio stuff in the car, and they were talking about the spread three and a half for KC. And one guy's like, I kind of like Baltimore, and the other guy's like, You're an idiot. Like, there's no way this happens. I think it's just lights out Kansas City, and the Ravens did it. And kudos to Lamar Jackson and those guys, too. And, uh, again, they're dealing with a lot of injuries. These are, you know, teams that don't have any backs because they're they're hurt. They're shelved for the year. So, hey, that's a – it's not just going to be an easy walkthrough for for KC for this year, and and kudos to them for for winning. That being said, KC is going to destroy them next time they play, I think. Oh yeah, kudos to uh, kudos to just hanging hanging in there with your QB. I mean, he threw a pick six on his first pass of the game to uh, Teron Matthew, and then he threw another interception to Matthew later in the quarter or in the half. I mean, you could you can get down on your quarterback. You could uh, you know not support him. Baltimore doesn't do that. They support Lamar Jackson fully, and they continue with the style of play that's that's you know, gotten him so much success. So I got to give Baltimore a little bit of credit and I, I, they're my least favorite team in all of pro sports, but you got to give credit where credit's due. They hang tough with Lamar Jackson, even when he makes mistakes. And you can see that it builds a little bit more confidence each time. He's still a young guy, you know, I feel like I need to get the uh, new kids on the block hanging tough soundtrack when you keep saying hang tough keeps hanging tough yeah hanging tough who's who's ball who's who's their backup quarterback it was rg3 last year i think they i think he's uh he's no longer there i I think he's in the the booth now uh i don't know who they got i think they i do remember they picking up another similar type of rpo quarterback as a backup we have to you fact checking that i'm gonna try and fact check while managing this at the same time anyway okay okay well that's actually that's actually it for our NFL roundup for for week two. It was an interesting week two. I again, I'm not I'm not going to say all the results in week two are indicative of every team's uh, uh, what to expect for every team, but we're starting to see some of the good teams or the good players step up step up their game and show why those teams were playoff teams last year. So it's going to be interesting. Week three, we got some of the good matchups. I, you. Do you have a uh, week three uh, handy? I do. Yeah. And just to clarify, Tyler Huntley out of Utah is his first season is the backup quarterback, which is okay. also why the Ravens are hanging tough with Lamar Jackson, because you're not throwing <laughs> that guy in uh, to this. But yes, I have week three handy. What do we got here for week three? Thursday night starts with Carolina and Houston. And actually, Houston has decided they've already did the coin flip and they said, forget it. You can have the ball both halves. Houston's just uh, hell bent on on trying to lose. They don't even they don't even sniff in Watson. They're going to start their backup. Who's a rookie. Um, His last name is Mills. I can't for the life of me remember Travis Mills. Maybe I can't remember his last his first name, but. He will be starting instead of Deshaun Watson, who clearly is not going to suit up again ever for the uh, Houston Texans. Um, do teams start making calls? Uh, hello, I'm looking at you, Miami. Do you start making a call for this guy? You have to. I mean, 
Well, actually, no. What's the wait? What's the wait? Uh, make right the now? phone call. But Houston, like I said, if it's the whole organization of what is summed up in this one friggin' play, then they're mm-hmm. not going to trade Deshaun Watson until he like, oh, he got injured uh, making pizzas at home, and uh, he's going for an ACL. <laughs> so we're going to trade him for a, uh, a couple of balls and uh, a kicking tee kind of thing. That's what yeah. Houston's holding out for. I think so. I think you're right. Brock, uh, before before we quickly go over the games, I, I do want to make one NFL proposition. Probably. Here's an idea that I was just thinking about on the weekend because we all know that if a team is winning with uh, under two minutes left and you don't have all your timeouts, you're pretty much done, right? NFL, yep. there's no, you're, just, you're done. And the, the uh, onside kick percentages are like next to zero now. How about this? Each team gets three timeouts per half, right? Nothing changes there. If you don't use any of your timeouts, they carry over. The carryover timeouts from the first half. So instead of three short. and a half, you get six a game. No, no, it's still three and a half, and you could use your you could use your three. But if you don't, um, it, the three that'll carry over. Let's say you keep all three. You don't don't use any in the first half. They're just short ten second timeouts, just used to stop the clock. So that way, the game still flows. Like you're not going to commercial every time there's a timeout. Um, but the, specifically those first half timeouts are just to stop the clock. That way, you know, if you're ending the half um, in the first half and you have your timeouts and you're like, well, is it really that important to score or do I want to keep these for like, I mean, there's some strategy involved, right? So it also might prolong a team's, uh, uh, you know, competitiveness in a game. I, I just hate to see the timeouts basically dictate the last two and a half, three minutes. Is that something that would be viable? Could that work? Is that something you'd be interested in? What's that guy from Entourage? <laughs> That's my old sales pitch. <clears throat> um, yeah, I don't hate it. Anything that can keep the game moving while keeping it entertaining till the end. So, you know, maybe it's why do you need 40 seconds? If they can do it in the CFL and run off from, you know, a wider field and do it in 25 yeah. seconds or whatever. Why not yes. bring the, 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 the play clock down a bit? Yes. Why not have, you know, you can't walk off the field at zeros. There's got to be one more snap. Why not, yep. um, you know, even college has the, the clock stops when there's a first down. So if they say they're trying to come back, this team's trying to come back, you get a first down, the clock stops momentarily while the ref has to place the ball and everybody gets set. So there's mm-hmm. a bit of a, a break there. You know, all these different things to – makes the last three minutes exciting or interesting yeah. to watch. Otherwise, yeah. you know, you get an interception with uh, three and a half minutes left and they can take whatever three, three downs is 40 seconds it's a over. down. Like it's, yeah. it's toast. Yeah. It's, and uh, it, something's got to give there. And you know, even the fourth quarter, it's running clock. I saw a guy go out of bounds and the clock kept running. I'm like, Hey, wait a second. I think it only stops after a certain point in the fourth quarter. I'm like, hey, this what happened to, you know, if you run out of bounds? I know it was like, I think it was like eight or nine minutes left. The clock kept going. Yeah. Is it run clock in the NFL? Like, I, I just, I, I get there to trying to make the games faster. I get it. But they don't have to. I mean, you, all eyes are glued on the TV. Got, we can't get enough of these games on Sundays. Why would you want to make the game shorter? We're like, it's not baseball. We love football. Is it player safety? You mean uh, trim off a half an hour because so someone doesn't get hurt? Like, what are we talking about here? I don't know. People probably want to get paid more. Yeah, say, so, well, I'm, I'm playing more plays. You know, really, we should I look guess. at the math and how much. Anyway, yada yada. You say that, <laughs> that we're glued to the TV. Atlanta plays the Giants this weekend. Will not be glued to that television. <laughs> uh, you know what? Let's let's rapid fire these games here. So you will make the picks. Go ahead. All right. You're breaking up a bit, so let's make sure that we're we're good here. Oh, sorry. How am I doing? Not bad. I think audio is okay. good. Your uh, little video, whatever. Okay, okay. so uh, whatever. Do I even have to ask Carolina Houston? I think Houston actually just forfeited. So whatever. That one's <laughs> Carolina. That one's done. Uh, Baltimore, Detroit. Ooh, in I'm gonna Detroit. Go in Detroit, I'm going to go Baltimore. I'll take the Lions in that one. Uh, mm. I feel like it might be a trap game for uh, the Ravens. They just came off a big one. They uh, Lions just lost one to the pack that they probably feel like they didn't play as well in the second half. Anyway, uh, Atlanta right. at New York. You can't say I don't, I don't care. You have to pick. Mm, I'm going to go Giants. Uh, Saints at Patriots. Patriots. I think Javis Winston gets really confused with that defense. Really? 
I thought yep. maybe if he's juggling and reading playing cards at the same time, it'd be all right. Anyway, <laughs> uh, Cincinnati at Pittsburgh. Hello. I think that's my lock of the week. Um, uh, Indy at Tennessee. Uh, Tennessee. I think they're going to, yeah, after that last week, they're really going to open things up a bit. And we're back for Indy. Exactly. Uh, the Washington football team at the Buffalo Bills. I think Buffalo's going to win. I think Washington will, be, will keep this game a little closer than we everyone thinks, but I think that Buffalo ultimately wins this Spreads game. Spreads eight and a half. Does Washington cover? Uh, no. Okay. Uh, the Chargers at the Chiefs. Chiefs. They're going to be pissed. They should be pissed, yeah. And yeah. the Chargers just lost to the Cowboys. Not great. Yeah. Uh, the Arizona Cardinals at the Jacksonville Jaguars. Okay. Uh, the Bears Next. at the Browns. <laughs> Uh, you know what? I, I The Bears just don't have enough offense to keep up with the Browns' offense. I think the Browns put up some points on the Bears. Uh, I, I like the Browns at home. If the Browns play like they did last week, the Bears win. Uh, hmm. Jets at the Broncos. <laughs> the Broncos are going to be 3-0, man. And people better start waking up. That's a good team. Uh, Miami Dolphins at the Las Vegas Raiders. I think Raiders go three and zero. I think they're going to be they're they're going to be angry about what happened last year in uh, Las Vegas when Miami came back and won that crazy game. Uh, I think there was like only a few seconds left, and they it was a it was a crazy comeback by Miami. Kudos to them. But I think the Raiders are now going to roll this momentum, and they're going to want to have payback to Miami from last year's loss. So I'm going to go Raiders. Uh, and no to uh, yeah, uh, Seahawks and Vikings. Man, I want to take Minnesota, but I, you know, they they got to be deflated. I, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Minnesota. I'm that's my upset of the week. That's got to be an upset. Zero and two versus one and one. Yeah, I'm gonna a, go. Uh, it's a minus one and a half. So it's yeah. Uh, I'll go Minnesota. I think it's probably yeah. That's okay. Bucks at Rams. Bucks minus one. Ooh, that's a good. This is the game, game of the week. <laughs> this is the game Sunday. of the week. This is the game where the Rams show up. I think the Rams are gonna. Uh, they're going to create some havoc up the middle. I think they're going to get to Brady. Aaron Donald is not a good matchup for Tom Brady. I'll tell you that right now. He can't move left or right, and uh, Aaron Donald's going to create coming for him. right up in his face. Now, yeah, yeah, he's not the tallest guy, but the pressure is going to be right in his face. Yeah, I'm going to go Rams. And I think, uh, yeah, I think Brady just soaks up the L.A. sunshine and and forgets mm-hmm. he's you know too many Subway commercials. But I don't eat bread. Okay. He better be ready. I'll tell you that. Uh, actually, the, the other games are pretty good too. Packers at the Niners. Mm, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Niners. I think the Niners have a good defensive scheme. I'm gonna go Niners. And Monday Nighter is Philly at Dallas, which will be also a good one. I think it's a big game. Two one and one teams uh, early on in the East. Oof, man, that's a tough one. I'm gonna go. Is it Philly at Dallas? Yeah. I'll go Dallas. I yeah. think Dallas pulls out this win. I'll take Dallas. They're minus four. Uh, they can't possibly lose two games back to back at home against mm. teams that they arguably should have beaten, right? Mm. All right. There's your picks for the week. Um, some good football. Some good football on Sunday, starting at four thirty. Four thirty, then for the sure. night game, and then Monday night game. Those are all games that are pretty good. The Vikings in Seattle is at four thirty as well. So another good game to. Uh, we. Um we're not going to get to. I wanted to talk a little bit about the Jays and uh, and their their tight playoff race here with the Yanks, Sox. You know, one of two of those three teams are going to make the playoffs. Basically, it's really really tight right now. Um, f- f- six players have twenty home runs or more for the Jays. I'll name you five. I want you to guess the sixth. So Simeon, Vlad, Bichette, Teoscar, and Guriel have twenty plus homers, and there's a sixth guy. Can you name me the sixth guy? Randall Grichik. Randall Grichik, you got it. I thought you were going to get Springer. I thought I'd trick you there. So, no, I, too, too good, kid. You're too good. Too good. Uh, that's pretty impressive. So, the Jays got to keep hammering. They're down 1 0 right now. So, we'll just. Uh, yeah, this must have been the cup telling me that the game was starting. Yeah, that must be it. Damn it. Tampa's up 1 0, and the Jays are up to bat. So, uh, real quick, Red Blacks play this week on Wednesday, and then they play next Tuesday. For an organization that really has, you know, rejuvenated uh, its fan base by relying on like the party atmosphere um, in order to create length of stay and fan retention, does this hurt business to be playing in the middle of the week like this? Um, well, 
I don't know if you heard or not, the Red Blacks have really decided to focus on the babysitters of Ottawa, and they thought that <laughs> Tuesday nights and Wednesday night games would really encourage uh, people to leave their kids at home and encourage babysitting services rather than bringing the kids to the game to enjoy something that they haven't been able to enjoy in a while and create new fans at a younger basis. You know, anyway, all that kind of stuff. They figured, <laughs> nah, we're going to go to the babysitters club and do Tuesday and Wednesdays. Come on. I, I don't understand. When yep, you get to, I have you talk, no interest in that. Schedule makers come out. You see those on this first schedule. You get you got to protest. You guys, what what are we doing? I mean, I'm not going. I'm not going. And I'm a huge Red Blacks fan. I'm a huge Oseg fan. Uh, but I'm not going. It's Tuesday night. I got to work in the morning. And I, you know, it's the whole idea is to have some wobbly pops and to uh, to enjoy yourself with your friends and stay out maybe a little bit later than you like to. And like that's the whole idea. Anyway, not it's a not fan for of the, the Tuesday Wednesday at this no. point. Like well, we've accepted, we've year. accepted that. Except we got the the Steeler Duck Dodge or whatever quack, Duck quack, Hodges quack. quack Quack coming in. Yeah, he'll be Quack Quack when he's throwing ducks to uh, to R.J. Harris. I'll tell you. I mean, well, who knows, right? Maybe he comes out and starts slinging it, but uh, we'll see what happens. Um, NHL talk. I mean, the puck drops in three weeks. Are you any kind of excited for it? Like I was... Here's what I think about the uh, the hockey. <laughs> If you think we're going to talk hockey over college football, you are sadly mistaken. (laughs) (laughs) Don't you dare talk hockey. Well done, friend. Well done. Uh, Okay. This is shout out to Mr. Couture, who graciously took that bet with me. (laughs) And uh, his Alabama Crimson Tide beat my Florida Gators 31-29. Florida missed an extra point. An extra point off the first touchdown. Ended up making us go for two. Poorly run play Terrible for the two-point. Uh, it was a read option off the end. Emory Jones re- just held it too long, and they weren't able to get in, unfortunately. But uh, I tell you, the game was pretty exciting. There was a couple calls there that I felt were very Alabama-biased. Uh, yeah. They kept the drive alive with a pass interference that was pretty shady. And then another one where the Florida guy was horse-collared down, and they didn't call it, which would have kept Florida's drive alive. But... I'm telling you, with uh, Richardson on the bench, he's the Florida freshman quarterback wearing number 15, the legendary 15 of Tim Tebow. Mm-hmm. He's a, one of the most exciting players that Florida has. Um, pulled a hammy the last week, and instead of pushing it, they rested him, and they gave Emory Jones the reins, who had had a lot of question marks. But with this game, he really stepped out of his shell, I found. He managed the game pretty well. The second half, and actually after the first couple of drives, uh, Todd Grantham in his defense. So the DC for Florida has been getting um, ripped in the media for years at, the, at their defense. And I, I tell you, it started off shady, but uh, that defense they came regrouped. to play uh, yeah. pretty good. And they started making tackles when they needed to make it. And uh, I tell you, they came to play. And so it is what it is. I lost the bet. So Chris had picked the black hat. He's going to be taking this one. Um, but, uh, I'm hoping that, and Florida didn't go anywhere, didn't drop in the standings and actually Alabama lost the first place vote. It went to Georgia after that game. Um, you know, I hope to see them again in the SEC championship game. If Florida maybe gets rises confidence and, and says, you know what, we can play with just about anybody. If we can play with Bama, we can play with anybody. So, oh, totally. Um, very exciting game, but that's kind of where that, uh, that finished, unfortunately. So I did lose that bet. So congratulations to Chris Couture. Uh, The other notables for week three. So for those who don't know, we're going to be working on finding Pierre a college football team. He messaged me. (laughs) You said, I'm starting to drink the college football Kool-Aid. So I got got some some fun quizzes that will help you narrow down teams that might fit what you're looking for. And uh, we'll put like a little bracket together. And uh, basically, I'm just going to skew it all so that you become a Florida fan too. But anyway, it's uh, regardless, I'll put it together. Okay, okay. this one's got to mean that they scored, right? They so just the scored on a uh, Breivik Valera fielder's choice. All right. Uh, Guriel comes in to score. I'll take it. Um, okay, so week three notables, the ones that just happened. Uh, one of the Michigan State actually beat Miami, who was ranked number 24. So they're going to be off of the top 10. 
One of the other games of the week was the Penn State-Auburn. was uh, Penn State ranked number 10, beat Auburn ranked number 22. That was the whiteout game in Penn State. I watched it again. Jesse Lucchetta from Ottawa, number 40 for Penn yeah. State. Uh, another monster game was right in there, but Penn State came. And uh, hey. I tell you, that atmosphere was pretty crazy. Memo to Penn State fans, clean up after yourselves. They showed me a, they showed a video this morning on, uh, it might have been ESPN, of the stadium was just left in complete ruins. Oh, really? Em- empty bottles and dirt and, you know, like it was, and it was just, come on, guys, clean after yourselves in Penn State. You're better than that. All right, I'm just going to cross Penn State off of Pep's <laughs> possibility list. That is out. All right. <clears throat> Uh, BYU, uh, ranked 23, upset Herm Edwards, Arizona State team as well, uh, which was one of the other notables. Now, week four, moving into week four, here's the games you got to watch. Now, if it's not going to be Florida, Tennessee, then we're not friends anymore. But Florida, Tennessee, <laughs> 7 o'clock on Saturday. Uh, Florida should win, but Tennessee always puts up a fight. This is a SEC divisional rival. Uh, not a fan of Tennessee, so you can scratch them off my list. All right, perfect. Uh, 12 o'clock, Notre Dame at Wisconsin. Notre Dame is ranked 12, Ooh. Wisconsin 18. They're 18 because they lost to Penn State in, the, in game one of this season. But that game itself should be really good. So Notre Dame and Wisconsin game. at noon. Slobber knocker. Is that your new term? <laughs> I'm just going to have that slobber knocker on the thing. Anyway, uh, Texas A&M, number seven at Arkansas, number 16 is at 330. That's an SEC uh, battle of two teams that are actually very good. Texas A&M is no it's joke. A good team. And yeah. Arkansas is really an up-and-coming team. And they're, again, they're at 16. So anything can happen there. What's Arkansas's war cry? They're pig suey, suey, what do they do? Suey. is ridiculous. Something like that, yeah. Anyway, okay. uh, Arkansas is that, uh, I'm sure my family is like, what the hell's going on? <laughs> Forget- <laughs> Um, at, uh, 7 PM, Nebraska at Michigan state. So Michigan state is now ranked in the top 25 at number 20 after beating Miami. Mm -hmm. Um, so that's, I know you like Nebraska or had a thing for Nebraska at one point. Uh, I prefer state actually. What's that? Magic Johnson, alma mater. I prefer Michigan state. That's where Magic Johnson went to. Scratching off Nebraska. We are whittling this down, brother. Please do. Uh, and then 7.30. Is West Virginia not ranked, but at Oklahoma, number four. Now there's another kid from Ottawa, Akeem Mestador, is number 90, I believe, for West Virginia, having a great okay. sophomore season. And Arch Manning, so Peyton and Eli's nephew, so their brother Cooper's kid, Arch Manning, has just recently committed to uh, West Virginia as well, which is oh, kind of awesome. interesting. Yeah, I heard that cool. on, uh, actually, I heard that uh, last night during uh, Sunday night, fo- uh, what are we today? No, Monday night football. When uh, Pat McAfee was on, they were talking about it. And McAfee's a West Virginia alumni, so uh, he has that sort of connection. Um, Yeah, that's all I got for college football. Again, we're right around the hour time. So uh, do you have anything to add? What's that? Yeah, I do. do I do have – I got – I'm going to pick – I'm starting a new trend this week for the rest of the NFL season. I've got these beautiful laminated Topps football cards that I dug up from the, the vault. And I'm gonna. I've been shuffling these throughout the whole NCC, NCAA conversation. I'm gonna pick five, and the five that I pick, I guarantee you, their that team will win this weekend. So you ready? Okay. Here we go. Number five. Oh, Chiefs fans! I got nice Derek Thomas. So you can book the Chiefs for a victory this weekend. All right. All right. Again, I'm not looking here. I'm just randomly picking here. What do I got? Oh, dear. I'm going to put this one away. What was it? I picked, I picked a Bengal. David Klingler. Hey, all right. You know what? You know what? I'm just going to leave it here. We'll see what happens. Yeah, this is your your version of tarot cards. Yeah, this, is, <laughs> this is exactly it. Jeff Hostetler for the Raiders. So, Raiders, you got a victory this weekend. Okay. And we got number four. Oh, this is going to be – oh, do you know what? I'm I'm doing this. This is Rod Woodson. So, the Steelers-Bengals game is a toss-up this weekend, apparently, according to these cards. <laughs> And last but not least, I'm not looking, I'm not looking. We got Jim Harbaugh, Chicago Bears. There you have it. I'm going to keep these aside and see if Tops brings the heat next weekend. All right. And for anybody who's watching live, I will edit that out when it goes onto the podcast if you want. 
<laughs> I'm really into this cards thing now. It's ridiculous. Like I'm a child. Hey, what it's actually do? it's all coming back. It really is. You hey? know, I, I got guys it. that are buying, you know, Tiger Woods rookie cards for the golf and different anyway, getting things rated and graded and whatever. It's uh, it's investments for some of these Very guys. Nostalgic. Um there was something I was going to suggest and I don't know what to do. So I got these prizes from the Wally Mathot uh, golf tournament and uh, I'm not going to do anything with them, but I wasn't sure if it's something that people might want. I was like, ah, is it something that we should, you know, auction off or sell off and then donate the money for the do it for Darren charities kind of thing. Again, they're not big ticket items, but like, they're like, you know, like a nice, you know, Wally Mathot gong show hat. You know what I mean? Which is what? I don't know, 40 bucks or something that you would normally. Potentially, yeah. Is it a snapback? It's a snapback, yeah. Yeah, that thing's 40 easily. Yeah. A John Tavares. <laughs> <laughs> that's 10 bucks. That's 10 bucks all day, every day, kid. I mean, a Sense fan might want to buy it and just burn it. I don't know. Yeah. You know, like they a might... voodoo doll? Yeah. Put some needles in it. They put that one away. That's not. And then for, I got uh, a Sean Michaels WrestleMania. <laughs> it looks like he's got two hands that are giving you the bird, but that's actually where they snap into his wrist, I guess. Cool, cool. I'll just buy that one. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I think maybe it's just better. We just, I'll just donate money to the thing, but. Oh. <laughs> It's always that one that comes up too. Again, that's awesome. All right, that's awesome. Uh, on that note, I think that's going to be it for us. Um, we're going to go out to uh, a band that I have seen multiple times, uh, willingly or not. But I went with uh, the big pops there, the old uh, football star. Um, <laughs> but this, the song is for Chris Couture because Alabama won. But at the oh. same time, Skinnerd is the band. They're from Jacksonville, Florida, and they are, quote, diehard University of Florida football fans. So it's kind of six and one, half a dozen the other. You'll get the Sweet Home Alabama, but otherwise it's from a, a group that loves the Florida Gators. On that note, we are getting out of here. I appreciate everybody. I appreciate you, my friend. And I can't wait to do it next week. Okay, sounds good. <laughs> Be safe.